just a few more corners to go for Lewis Hamilton, who started the fight back in terms of the World Championship chase when we were in Sao Paulo. That fight back has continued here with back-to-back -back victories for Lewis Hamilton as he now sees the checkered flag in the distance, powers down the main straight and comes home to win the Qatar Grand Prix. Oh, how good's that? Joining us is the voice of Formula One from Sky Sports, David Croft. Crofty, welcome. Good morning. Good evening. What day is it? What planet am I on? How are you? <laughs> hey, this is some sort of grandstand finish to the season, isn't it? Oh, just a bit. Sao Paulo was absolutely epic, and Mercedes have carried it on, as I just mentioned there in the, in the commentary. Uh, what a dominant performance from Lewis Hamilton. Uh, untouchable in qualifying and absolutely unpassable during the race uh, yesterday. Never, ever looked like he was going to lose that race whatsoever. Max Verstappen threw whatever he could at him, uh, but it was all to no avail. But what, what I absolutely loved were the two championship challenges. Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, so far clear of the rest of the field. They are on a different level. I wonder what planet I'm on this morning, because I've just landed back in the UK. Uh, I think that Max and Lewis are racing on a different planet to the rest of the field in 2021. Yeah, there's only eight points in it now between the two. Max is in the front. Hey, what's going on with the tyres last night? Blowouts everywhere. Well, yeah, curbs, aggressive curbs um, at the uh, LaSalle International Circuit. First time we've been there, of course, and the teams had no historic data. Uh, but they were, it was, it was always going to be a mixture of one-stop and two-stop strategies. Uh, and some teams with a 26-second loss for, for pit stops were pushing it to a one-stop. Now, that's fine, but you need to look after the tyres to do that. And all those front-left uh, tyre failures that we had were all affecting drivers that had, had their tyres on for two, three laps maybe longer than Pirelli recommends for the performance life of the tyre. Um, and, and that, I think, is why we saw uh, mm. those, those dramatic scenes with, uh, with George Russell and Valtteri Bottas and Nicholas Latifi and, of course, Lando Norris having to, having to pit too. That's why we saw that um, towards the latter stages of their stint. Verstappen made up for his grid penalty. Uh, God, he's a driver, isn't he? <laughs> was the penalty fair, do you think? Well, I think it was, um, because you have to examine why those penalties are put in place. Why is it that drivers have to obey the, the flag uh, rules? And it's basically because there, there is something on the track that is either slow-moving or has stopped or there is debris mm -hmm. or there are marshals uh, on the track as well. And... Whilst it was confusing, and even the FIA stewards said that you know, there were mitigating circumstances uh, with the fact that Max hadn't got the yellow flag, the double-waved yellow displayed on his dashboard, when there is a double-waved yellow waved by the side of the track because a car on the other side of the track has stopped, you've got to obey that. You've mm. got to, you, you, uh, it, it wasn't easy for Max because there was nothing pre-warning him of that before he got to turn 16. Um, but the marshal was doing his job. So Christian Horner's comments about it being a rogue marshal, he got an official warning because they, they were wrong, basically. Okay. The marshal was doing his job. He saw a car that had stopped. He's got to wave those, uh, those yellow, yellow flags because Pierre Gatti could have been trying to get out of his car. And you don't want accidents. You don't want people being hurt. So I think it was fair, although it was confusing at the time. What I'm really glad about is that despite the fact that he started seventh, Max still came home to finish second. And if he'd have been behind Lewis Hamilton at the start, he probably would have finished second anyway. Such was the pace of the Mercedes. So mm. the penalty in the end didn't really matter to Max's race. Bouncy Bottas got a penalty too. And he said, look, you know, I accept it. It was confusing. But, you know, that's just
way it is, we should all obey these flag rules. Yeah. So, look, I'm not an ex-driver. There will be ex-drivers. My co-colleague, uh, my co-commentator, Martin Brundle, he didn't necessarily agree with that penalty. He sees it very much from a driver's perspective. But I'm looking at it from the rules, the regulations, and safety, uh, and it was the right call. Oh, it was a great race. Um, Denny Ricardo, our man, the honey badger. Crikey's had a poor weekend. Yeah. Well, the honey badger is, is native to southeast Qatar uh, in terms of the animal <laughs> itself. It didn't really help Daniel Ricciardo at all. He had problems. He had problems yeah. with fuel saving. Yes. Um, his race absolutely ruined by, by the wrong data being fed to his race engineer, Tom Stallard. And right from the outset, Tom is saying, Daniel, we need to save fuel, we need to save fuel. Now, you've got 110 kilos from lights out to checkers flag uh, fuel. But the teams don't put 110 kilos in because the more fuel you put in, the more time you could lose. It might be about three-tenths of a second a lap for every extra 10 kilos in the car. So that the teams push it, push that to the limit. Uh, their data was saying he needed to save fuel, which means he was lifting and coasting, going into the corners. And at some stages, he was losing two seconds a lap. Wow. Now, you're not going to be able to race if you're giving up two seconds a lap. So I feel desperately sorry for Daniel Ricciardo because the data actually proved to be wrong. And halfway through the race, he was told, right, you can get going now, by which time, of course, it's mm. too late. But that's three races in a row. He's not managed to score any points. And it's, you know, after, after the highs of Monza and that brilliant Correct. win, uh, yeah, it's, it's now gone, it's gone the way of pre-Monza for Daniel Ricciardo and for the McLaren team as well. They've really fallen yeah. away, sadly, in their battle with Ferrari. Yeah, has been worth a burnt village pie after Monza. Saudi Arabia in two <laughs> weeks. I've seen some photos. Is that even going to be finished? <laughs> I spoke to Michael Matthew, the race director. He says yes. He went to uh, check the track out before we went to Qatar. So he, he actually went from Brazil, landed in, in Qatar, put his bags in the hotel, then flew to Jeddah to, uh, to check the track and then come back to Qatar again. He said it's fine. It's going to be high speed. And it's going to look spectacular, uh, I'm sure. Um, but it's it's all set now, isn't it, for the best grandstand finish uh, to this Formula One season? As you mentioned, eight points. Wouldn't wouldn't it be great? Eight points between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Wouldn't it be great if Lewis Hamilton wins in Saudi, takes the fastest lap, and Max finishes second, and then we go to Abu Dhabi after twenty-one races with Max and Lewis absolutely level on points. Max will be ahead because he's won more races. But that would just be the fitting finale to what has been one of, if not the best seasons of my 15 years as a commentator in Formula One. It has been a cracker. Hey, Oscar Piastri, how good is he going to be? How good is he? Um, and he's got himself an F1 seat. Well, a reserve. Well, a reserve seat, yes. He'll, he'll, he'll be sat on the bench uh, hoping that Esteban Ocon or Fernando Alonso get the sniffles for a race and, and he mm. can step in. I think Oscar Piastri, Oscar Piastri is a, a very competent driver. I really do, and, and I, I like the fact that he's been taken on now as a reserve. Um, he'll do some testing, I'm sure, uh, to familiarise himself uh, with the uh, uh, with the team, and his time will surely come. But there are only 20 seats in Formula One, and you, you have to be patient uh, and maybe catch a lucky break too. Guan Yu Zhou uh, is another from F2 that is making the step up next season uh, into a racing seat. He's going to drive for Alfa Romeo, first ever Chinese driver to be racing for a full season in Formula One. And uh, and the attention that's going to be on that young man uh, mm. is going to be absolutely phenomenal. But I'm sure he'll be able to cope too. I like Oscar, Oscar Piastri, and I think it's good that he's, he's embedded now within a team and he can learn, not just from Esteban Ocon, who's a race winner and a fine driver, but Fernando Alonso too, who is just 
one of the best drivers we've ever had in Formula One. And how good was it to see his smiley little face on the podium, on the podium yeah. after 105 races? He's back Goodness. on the podium again. Yeah. Absolutely mega. Brilliantly called. Hey, if the schedule wasn't altered, you would have been here in Melbourne, Crofty. Yeah. I, I could have been talking to you live in person. I could you have know? bought you a couple of little seen... froffies, a little little black gut Shiraz from Rusdam Wines in the Barossa Valley, Crofty. That would have that would have been absolutely fantastic. I could see what a handsome little devil you are, you know. But I, mm. bet you, I just have to imagine it now. Yeah, well, 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 that, that, um, that's that? frightening. That's frightening, Crofty. I know exactly what you sound like <laughs> and look like. So, hey, as always, you're a star. Thanks for your time. Keep up the great work. And um, last race at Saudi Arabia, get it over the line. Well done. Pleasure, boys. I'm stood in a tunnel at Heathrow at the moment, walking Jeez. to go and get my cab to go home. It's uh, it's non-stop Formula One, but we wouldn't have it any other way. No, uh-huh. you wouldn't. David Croft from Sky Sports, the voice of Formula One. How mm. good is he? On the planet. And he's such a great bloke and friend of show now, Crofty, mm. that we were trying to work out Fantastic. when to speak. He said, Qatar, I can do Qatar. That'll work out time difference-wise. Yes. It's about 10 in the morning in Qatar. Perfect. And he went, mm, I'm in the UK. I've flown home, but I'll do it for you, boys. Fantastic. That. For Sky Sports, he is the voice of Formula One, David Croft. Let's hope that it can be that uh, Hamilton Verstappen right at the very end. That would be very exciting well, if that was the way it's, it's to come blooming. off. Yeah, so that would be great. Poor old honey badger. Yeah, he's had a bad Since Monza, couple of races, stinky, unfortunately. Stinky. Rowie's Sports Show. Adelaide's 5AA.